Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. And away we go. That's, a, that's right. a new thing I'm working on. <laughs> when you always love that, let's I just love the questions. I don't want to into that. that. There are some, I'm not saying this is a good movie. Oh, what? That is finished Willem Dafoe. He, he looks, looks just like Willem Dafoe. He, I thought he looked very familiar. You're, don't throw out a fact. You are correct. You're Butler, correct. you should do some facts sometimes. Do some facts sometimes, Butler. Don't take my <laughs> I'm pretty confident your brother doesn't listen to the Forgotten Cinema podcast, but if he does, boo. Hey, Ciela. I'm Mike Field. And I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie didn't catch on in an audience in its initial run. We discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And I'm sure you're wondering why I said, hey, Ciela. That is Finnish for hey there. And the reason why I said that is because we are doing the 2010, I guess you would call it fantasy, right, Mike? Fantasy action? Well, it's, it's maybe based on a true story. I don't know. Oh, well, it's possible. <laughs> we are doing rare exports, which I actually told a couple people we were doing this, and they didn't know what I was talking about. They, they never heard of the movie. I'm not too surprised about that. Right. I, this, I think this is our first foreign film this, that we've done. This is our first film that where we had to not only, as we're typing our notes out, read what's on the screen. I had to go back a couple of times just because I thought I missed stuff. I went back once. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, no, no, it's definitely our first foreign language film, which is uh, we should do more of them because there are a lot of movies out there that are better than, you know, what we have domestically. I'll let you take point on that. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that many. Oh, okay. I know a few, but I don't know a ton of foreign films. Well, as we move forward, maybe we'll try to pepper in some. I'll, maybe because I know that when we create our lists, I know mm-hmm. we're getting a little off topic here. But when we create our lists in terms of like what movies we want to use or forgotten, we didn't do a lot of foreign language movies. So no. maybe we, I'll start looking for some that I remember liking really a lot. Oh, you know what you might like? You might like the German serial killer movie called Antibodies, which I saw like on a midnight showing uh, at a at the Tribeca Film Festival. Oh, I feel like you told me about I did, that. Yeah. yeah. But you might like that. So I'll write that down. All right. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about <laughs> rare exports. This movie is a tight 84 minutes long, which we both appreciate. I yes. know. Rated R. So now a lot of these facts are from Finnish or from Finland. They're not really... This didn't really open domestically wide at all in terms of it opened December 3rd, 2010. Right. But that was not that was Finland's opening date. And it opened here the same time, okay, but so it, was, it was limited, but it was only on one screen. Oh, and its widest release here was 21 theaters. So this was not a movie that you saw in cinemas unless you were looking for this movie. And I don't know if you remember Troll Hunter. Yep. OK, that came out the same year. Oh, that was the same year? Yeah. So, I've seen Troll, Troll Hunter is actually not bad. Yeah. So I think there was a couple. I want to say that there were other movies, not in, in addition to Rare Exports and Troll Hunter, that came out around the same time. They were made in the same region of the country, uh, excuse me, of the world, mm-hmm. that uh, that came out and people like, you know, like, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. They're very similar, very like fantasy action kind of kind of movies. Kind of dark humor kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So these facts are, bear in mind, when I say the opening weekend was one theater, it made $9,000. So just keep that in mind. Uh, domestically here in the United States, for us domestically, it made $236,000 total. Worldwide, it made $4 million. 
Now, I don't know if that's four million euros, four million dollars, because the production budget was in euros, which was one point eight million euros. But if you're getting it from the same place I am, yes, then they they specifically say euros, but they specifically say dollars for the four point okay zero one. Well, then, so all right. Well, I mean, that's what I would assume. But I don't know the ratio. I know it's not as big as back in 2010. I think the euro was worth way more than the dollar. That's probably that's probably accurate. Yeah. So. Usually I like to tell you what movies came out the same day and I still will, but these really don't affect a movie like Rare Exports where it has one theater opening. It really doesn't matter that opposite it came out Black Swan. Right. And honestly, Black Swan was probably a limited release as well. So this is the week at this is the weekend after Thanksgiving week. And typically new movies don't come out. So when you have that Wednesday, the Wednesday opening for Thanksgiving that goes into Thanksgiving and then you have Thanksgiving weekend and then you have the next weekend right after that. There's yeah. not a lot of movies that come out that week. Because your Thanksgiving any, movies are still going. Are killer movies that right. you don't want to compete with. Correct. So that year you had Tangled on Thanksgiving. You had Tangled, you had Love and Other Drugs and the King's Speech. Now I think the King's Speech was limited as well. I don't think it was a wide release. King's Speech was yeah. limited its first week. Which I like. I like that movie. Love and Other Drugs, I, I was okay. That's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. That's the one with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and, and uh, he's a he's the uh, the pharmaceutical rep. That right, they fall in love. King's Beach, I I I really really liked. Which I mm-hmm. remember, which was weird, is when it won the Oscar for Best Picture. A lot of people were mad. Yeah, like, oh, I wasn't that good. I was like, I, I thought that movie was he, great. He was really good. He's Colin Firth. Yeah, he was really good in it. No, that's a good movie. I yeah. like it. I, maybe because they do a lot. Of, there's a lot of movies and TVs about. That the royal family or that, 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 you know, King George and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the same guy. Jared Harris plays him in The Crown. Yep. So or the first season of The Crown. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> so then the week after the third was the 10th of December. This is again in 2010. You had Chronicles of Narnia, The Dawn Treader. That is the third one, right? Yes. Okay. No, I never saw that. I saw the first one and that was it. Yeah, I didn't see the other two. The Tourist. Which was with Johnny Depp, and I actually don't mind that movie. I, I, I don't. I, listen, I'm not saying I it's, love it. I actually don't mind it. It's not all bad. It's okay. It's it's watchable if it's right. like on TV. It's That's like, what I'm saying. You're I'll on HBO or Showtime. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when I watched it. And then the Fighter came out that same day, which I like. The Fighter's really good. Yeah. For a second there, when I was doing, when I was writing the notes, out, I was like, oh, the Fighter. That's the one with Mickey Rourke. I go, no, 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 wait, that's the wrestler. <laughs> the <laughs> no. Fighter might be good for the list. Uh, I don't uh, maybe I mean nobody ever talks about it I can see that yeah no I enjoy that movie so a lot of the uh, let's get into some of the uh, cast and actors and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now um, pardon that little beep (laughs) so let's get into some of the cast and the actors I'm gonna tell you right now that uh, these guys are not uh, you know no one has ever heard of anything else they've been in with the exception of the movie Big Game all right, the movie Big Game, it was with Sam Jackson. I think it came out four or five years after this movie. And he's the president of the United States. He crashes in like the, the mountain lands of Finland. Mm-hmm. And uh, a young kid, a young teenager who's played by uh, in, the, in that movie by. And I, again, I apologize for screwing these names up. I try to learn them on Google Translate. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk a lot of Finnish names. It's, <laughs> it's going to be rough. And so, we apologize. The, 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 in this movie, there's a character named Pietari. Yes. Contio, and he is played by Omni or Omni, Omni, Tomia, Tomia, Omni, Tomia. I think that's how it is. I, I don't say, know. I think Listen, it's just Tomilla. You can't tell me that that's what it is. <laughs> but anyways, that that he plays, he's in Big Game. He plays the the kid that helps the president of the United States, helps Sam Jackson in that movie. Most of everyone's credits here are the Big Game. They've all been in it. They've all the direct, the writer and direct, the director directed Big Game as well as this movie, and that's. Uh, Jamari Hellander. 
Hellander, right? Yes. Okay. He directed this. Yeah. He wrote the story, but he didn't write the screenplay. He created the story. Uh, this is actually, this movie, Rare Exports, is based on, there were two short films that came out. This movie was done in 2009. It came out in 2010. They had a short film called Rare Exports Incorporated, which was 2003. They had another short film, Rare Exports Safety Instructions, which mm-hmm. was 2005. Those two shorts, which are very good. Um, people, you know, like them so much that he pitched a movie idea based upon those two shorts. And that's where you have now rare, rare exports, which will, once I'm done with this, Mike will get into the plot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just busting through names here. So it was written by, oh, here we go. Petri, Jokiranta, Jokiranta, and then Sami or not Sammy. It's Sami Parkinen. Thank you. I like the clap, yeah, the golf clap. Yeah, in yes. the credits, they're, they're known as not in the main credits of the movie, but right. the IMDb, like dramaturgs or drama, dramaturge? dramaturgs. Dramaturgs. Yeah. Okay. Music by Jury Seppa and Miska Seppa. And the cinematography by Micah Orasma. Now, his credit, have you ever seen Iron Sky? I did. I was, yeah. I looked it up. I was like, oh, he did Iron Sky. He also yeah. did World on Fire, which is a BBC okay, yeah. um, show. He's done a lot of the, I think he's done all the Iron Skies because there's a couple of shorts for Iron Sky as well. Are there? Yeah, okay. I believe so. So the cast real quick. Uh, I already told you Pietari was Omni Tomia, Tomilla. It's not Tomilla. It's Tomia or something like that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, to me, it sounds Spanish to me, it's, but yeah, sure. Well, I don't know. Listen, again, Tomia. we apologize. Rhino, Ro, excuse me, Rauno. Rono, Rono, Rono is Jorma Tomila. He plays the father in the movie. Uh, he's actually, I believe he's his father in real life. Yes, he yeah, is okay, his father yeah. in real life. Uh, I, Amo, or Imo, A-Y-M-O is played by Tomi mm-hmm. Corpella. Piparinen? Piparinen. Piparinen. It's played by Rono, or Rono, Juvonen. And Juso, the easiest one to remember, is played by Omari. Jarvin Pach or whatever. I don't know. That that was Klingon. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> regardless, I, but I will say this. The one thing that stood out to me in this movie, right off the bat with the cast, before you get into it, mm-hmm. is all guys. There's not one female in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. There is a female that she's like uncredited. I but saw. she's not aware. Was she in the movie? I didn't see her yeah. in the movie. Probably a deleted scene that's probably played was the mother in a flashback or something. Like oh, that. okay. Well, we'll get into all that stuff as I just butchered through all the names. Um, so why don't you real quick... Mr. Butler, break okay. down what Rare Exports is actually about. All right. So, essentially, let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, IMDb's synopsis doesn't have a lot. I was trying, I'm trying to avoid names. As much I want as your I synopsis. All right. You want my synopsis? The movie opens with a crew on a, t- a mountaintop. The specific mountain is the Corvantunturi. Corvantunturi Mountain. Corvantunturi Mountain. In the province yes. of Lapland. <laughs> in Finland, it's a it's a decently sized mountain. They're on the mountaintop and they're drilling. They find they've been drilling hundreds of meters down and they find wood. Hundreds of meters of wood. Whatever's buried there is buried on top of wood and underneath. And the man who owns the corporation that's starting the drilling is very excited about what they're about to find. And he's got a he's a very strict guy who's like, you have to follow these rules, follow these safety instructions, no swearing, no smoking, wash behind the ears. R- really weird rules were introduced to. So what we also find out is two, I would say nine to eleven year olds. No, they're, they're, <laughs> uh, he's I bl- Juso. Juso's older. a little older. Yeah, yeah. So Pietari and Juso, who's kind of his Pietari's friend slash bully, are up on the mountaintop watching this. And Pietari is convinced that they're digging for Santa Claus. And Pietari is scared to death of Santa Claus because for some reason Pietari has hundreds, 
if not thousands of books on Santa Claus. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous how many books he has. <laughs> and uh, he's been reading about the history of Santa Claus and that Santa Claus has, throughout history up until present day, been a scary figure who punishes bad children, not rewards them, eating them, cooking them, spanking them, whatever it is he does. And he's this horned monster beast. So Pietari is scared to death from Christmas time because he's afraid they're going to release Santa Claus, which, come to find out, is true. <laughs> so the digging crew does find Santa Claus, and what we find out is Pietari, who lives in what I assume would be a very small hunting community, they find out all their reindeer have been mutilated, and they're thinking it's wolves. However, Pietari is convinced it's Santa Claus. His father ends up capturing what he believes to be Santa Claus and tries to sell it back to the company because the hunting community has no more reindeer because this quote-unquote monster has eaten all the reindeer. Come to find out, Santa Claus is actually an elf. And the actual Santa Claus is a much bigger, more terrifying person that these elves have captured all the children in town except for Pietari because he's prepared. And they're offering them up as a sacrifice to this great giant horned beast, Santa Claus, who is encased in this giant block of ice. And Pietari his father and his hunting buddies have to figure out a way to stop Santa Claus, save the children and battle against what seems to be hundreds of these, these decrepit little Santa's little helper guys <laughs> uh, who actually look like old mall Santas. And it's, it's just a dark comedy. Uh, it's really short. I mean, that's pretty much the plot is just <laughs> Pietari versus these little Santa Claus elf guys and uh, his relationship with his father and stuff. But, that's essentially it. And that's it. And that was where it <laughs> Um, Well, the, in the shorts. So, yes, there are these like. Naked bearded men that are running around the countryside in Finland, in the province of Lapland, where uh, I guess they are dug out of the ground with Santa. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. They were down there. there. Yeah. Right, OK. So they come out and they are in the shorts. They're not really elves in the shorts. The two shorts, they're, they're Father Christmases, and they talk about how they hunt for Father Christmases in the, on, the, on the land. And they're, they're all these like naked guys, and you see everything. Just old naked guys that look like Santa Claus running around, and they're like hunting them. And the shorts, it's, it's a little, it's funny. It's, it's played for, like, not for laughs. It's played serious. Like, it's right. a serious business. It's a dark humor kind of a show. Right. Yeah. But, but, it's, but when you're, it's funny when you're watching it. So they are, but in this movie, they are the elves and they are the elves that are preparing or, or trying to get Santa unfrozen. No, unfrozen. They're trying He's to been, melt the, right. Yeah, Santa was to. frozen hundreds of years ago by right. the, by the local tribes because they were sick of his crap. Basically. The Sami tribe. Oh, look at that. I nice. know you like that. <laughs> there were not a lot of facts here. So I had to come up. I had to make, I had to make up my own. I had to kind of look, <laughs> look for some stuff. So, so yeah. So in this, they're elves. I guess I'm trying to figure out where to start off because I know you didn't like it. I didn't say I didn't like you it. You said you didn't like I it. I said while we were watching the shorts that the shorts were better than the film. Sure. Uh, there are definitely some there are definitely some things in the movie that you're just like, what's what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know where to start. So give me something. All right. So last episode when we ended it. I said, I'll let you guys know why in this episode I put it on the list because I put this on Did the list. Did you put Rare Exports on the list? I had okay. never seen it. All right, okay. Um, and it's because this movie came out in 2010, which is when I became a manager at the theater we both work at. I remember toward Christmas time, like right after Thanksgiving, we had this kind of regular customer. He was this young British kid. 
And he would come do in know, all the time. Do I know this kid? Uh, he doesn't come in anymore, so okay. I don't think so. Right. But he would come in. He was probably 13, 14 with his mom. And he would always ask if we had rare exports. Every time I worked the box office, at least three times a week, he would come in and ask if we got it in, if we knew when it was coming, if we had it. He would call sometimes as well. How old is this kid? 12, 13, 14. Okay. All right. And I, he's, I just said, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this film is. No, I don't. And you know, kid. I didn't, I didn't really look up the film. I just knew we weren't getting it. And so I assumed by the title rare exports, it was about cars or some kind of fast and furious type film. I, I assumed it was probably an import, like a British movie. And then eventually I finally looked it up and I, or I, I think I heard about it online and people were like, Oh, this movie is actually really good. It's funny. And I clicked on it. It's like, this is a Christmas movie. About Santa Claus. <laughs> but it piqued my interest because of how obsessed this 13, 14 year old kid was with this movie. So I had always been like, I have to watch this movie one day. Was his obsession justified? Uh, because there, it's there interesting. Are some if good I was things. like, a, yeah, if I was like a, a a young kid, like it's it's like this dark fantasy fairy tale thing. I, sure. I'd be into it. Sure, not much happens though. There's not much. There's not a lot of action, with the exception of he catches the the one elf in his trap in his wolf trap, which yes. is basically he digs a hole and puts stakes in there and covers it up and then dangles a half uh, chopped off pig head. Yep, um, <laughs> hoping to catch a wolf, which I I, I don't understand like. A lot. Of, I think a lot of my questions uh, are answered with one way, like, "Well, you don't live out there. You don't know what it's like in Finland in terms of like, you know, what's your main, how you make money, like the whole idea of getting the reindeer in the pen, and which they don't really explain don't. all the way at first. It takes a while for you. You just have to get the idea of what they do. Well, it seems like they just open the pen, the reindeer come out of nowhere, and they they get them into the pen, and then they basically slaughter them for meat. Yes, that's what it seems like, or but- sell them off. Right, right. But right. there's no, I don't see anybody hurting them. They just are going to come around the, uh, come around the bend. The two that they have have harnesses on. The two. The two, because two, well, only two reindeer remain. They both have stuff on them. So they might own the reindeer. They might not maybe, slaughter the reindeer, okay. but sell them. Okay. Like raise them and sell them to like Christmas shops and stuff like that. He might, his butcher, um, that's what so it might be a side job for right. when it's not the wintertime anymore. Yeah, because the, the, the main character, the kid, uh, Omni, mm-hmm. his father, I guess, is a butcher. Is somebody who, because he has that, uh, that's what He's I'm assuming. butchering the pig. He's yeah, got the yeah. whole that's what he house does. for it. Yeah. And you find out that his mother, they make reference to the fact that his mother passed away and it's just the father and son. And we now have a father and son relationship in the movie where the father's doing his be- the best he can to, you know, keep raise the sun and just you right know, and but he was some, never like the most caring person oh, well, so it's, well, it's tough clearly, for him. right he's the one that pushes them down right when they're doing the pen when they're opening up the pen he does push them yeah, to the ground. Get, yeah, out get out of the way yeah, yeah so there is some of that stuff and he's just trying to figure it out as he goes i guess um they don't really give you an idea of how long ago the mother passed i'm assuming it was recent uh i yeah. would assume so which is why they have this which is i think one of the best part of the movie is is the relationship between the father and son the scenes that some of the scenes that they have the personal moments are, are really touched, like really, well, I mean, not touching because they're kind of sad, but <laughs> like when uh, uh, Pitari asked his father, you know, what if I just disappeared? Uh, would that be easier for you or better for you? And the dad like doesn't know how to answer the question. Right, just right. Go to your room. Right. Like disappear to your room. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 rough, but it's it's really well acted and really interesting. And it might be due to the fact that they are father and son. Yeah, um, that's kind of uh, that's kind of weird. Um. That's just weird. I what you bring to that scene in terms of being relation, like be having actually yes. saying that to your yes. actual young son. Well, I think that's what affects him because his scene right after he says that, "Go to your room," 
go disappear to your room is like, and then he starts really kind of breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really good acting by uh, Jorma Tom- Tomia. Yeah, nice like, job. Thanks. <laughs> I'll throw in a couple of names. If you hit the do it, I, I'll do it. Uh, but I thought that was really good. I was like, wow, that's that's like a powerful scene in this right. silly movie about hunting Santa Claus. Silly. <laughs> but I, I like, like I've I've talked numerous times. You can have the silliest movie, the stupidest movie, the scariest movie, the most exciting movie. If you don't have some heart behind it or a theme or a relationship that really backs it, you don't have a successful film. And I think that that father-son relationship kind of does anchor the film a lot. I hear you. No, I agree. Um, again, I have no idea He's where to go. I can't. I can't. Because there's so many things I want to talk about. Because I, 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 there's not a lot of facts with this movie. So a lot of the notes, a lot of our conversation is going to be just our... This is going to be our thoughts on the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not, not going to be peppered right. with facts this time. And I, when I first saw this, and I don't remember... Yeah, what made you first watch this film? Because I heard it was good. Okay. It was it was one of those uh, 10 years ago. I mean, these are, you're looking for movies to find a watch that aren't being shoved down your throat. I mean, mm-hmm. even more so now because everything's everywhere and every, well, everyone, you know, this is the best new movie you've never seen. Like, you know, so a lot of stuff was coming out of, of like, you know, when Troll Hunter and then Rare Exports. And there's a couple of the things that were back then that were coming out uh, from Europe that I wanted to see. I think I was into the Kenneth Branagh. The Holla, the Wallander. He was doing Wallander okay, uh, yep. series, which I really like, and I like those books too. Um, so I was, I was just kind of like watching stuff from that. That's also about the um, that's, girl with the dragon tattoo time too, right? Yeah. So it's probably I was just kind of like big on Northern Europe, you kind know of what thing, I, about yeah. Sweden, I got Finland, you, yeah. Norway. You know how I am because uh, I'm there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So I think that's probably why I and I think I rented it on either DVD back then. I probably, I don't, I didn't own it. I know I didn't own it. So I, I got it in some way. I, I think I, I believe I rented it and watched it and I might've watched it with somebody. I don't know. But, uh, but I remember liking it. I remember liking the one thing that I remember back then that I remember right now watching this was that I was always felt cheated that I never saw Santa Claus. Cause you don't, you just see a big block of ice with two giant horns coming out of it. And I kind of was like, I want to see this thing out. I want to see what it's actually going to do. I felt the same way, but I was easily, I was evil, easily dissuaded by myself when I was like, well, yeah, but Mike, think back to the elves as they approach the pen. Oh, the digital. How bad they look. I didn't like think a, that looked that bad. Oh my God. When they're, when they're focused on when it's behind Pietari's shoulder and you look down they look like a bad animatic. Like when you look at the documentary, like the uh, documentaries on filmmaking sure. and they're like, here's our army of Gallimimus walking through the plains and they're all plain models with still all the, <laughs> the skeletal bones. And it's just like, ugh. I didn't mind it. I, I was okay with that. I, I was, forgave it because it's super low budget. Right. Which is fine. But that big Santa Claus probably wouldn't look that good. I Unless they did him as a puppet. <laughs> and then he'd look no, he, awesome. They wouldn't have done him as a puppet. They probably didn't have enough money to do it as a uh, to do to do him. Um, think, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm okay that I hit him. Yeah. Um, I still want to see him. I still want the and oh, rare exports too. Well, when the eventual U.S. remake happens and they put too much money, nobody buy it. What's nobody, nobody bought this. I read that somebody was trying to develop it um, okay. a while back. That's no, not if they haven't, done which it I couldn't yet. find any information yeah. again about that. But yeah, it's a good idea. But like, I'd rather see them just do a sequel or something like that. I'd, I'm okay with more shorts. Yeah, shorts will work. Yeah. I don't even know. I there's not a lot of stuff that they're doing. In terms of like their filmography, everyone that was involved. Yeah, they don't do too much. Like they're they're only known for a few things. Like obviously the big game here, but then also something called the Fakers. Um, oh, seems to know. be their other big thing. Well, they probably obviously got big game off of this movie. Yeah, they, they probably took a, they probably did this movie. Everyone loved. It. They probably had, took a bunch of meetings in L.A. and then they just came up with this movie. 
you know, like, you know, so it's just fine. Good, good for them. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you who does have a lot of work, at least in his native Finland is Tommy Corpella, who is Finnish Willem Dafoe, he, which is a note I have down. How, what, that's what they call him? No, that's what I call him. Why? That is Finnish Willem Dafoe. He, he looks, looks just like Willem Dafoe. He, I thought he looked very familiar. And <laughs> so I did I. I was like, I saw him other, in other I things. I looked through his filmography. I can't find anything else I saw him in. Yeah. But, I mean, he might be uncredited in something because I know I've seen that dude, but he looks a lot like uh, Willem Dafoe, which I'm pretty sure I said when I saw him last time. Well, speaking of... That we were talking about the CGI, not that I want to take it back from Finnish Willem Dafoe. <laughs> That's my only note. That's my note is that, holy crap, he looks like Finnish Willem Dafoe. So <laughs> the, take it back to whatever. The giant mountain. Yes. Was that there? Do you think that was there? At first I did, and then the, the shot, shot later on, where I was like, is that there? And I think that was tinged by the fact that they revealed that the mountain was made by the Sami people to trap Santa Claus. And I feel like that kind of informed my opinion of the mountain from then on. I think, like, it, was, I don't think, I think it was digital. I, th- I think maybe it might be a real mountain, but where it is in terms of it's not actually the in landscape. Place, yes. They digitally put it in. I think that might've been just kind of like put in there. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, Hey, if any Finnish fans are out there, let us know. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> hey, my phone's ringing right now. So, you like the you like the father you like the father in terms of his acting. I, I think he's I think his he's did, great actor. Did yeah. you like the kid? Uh it's tough when you're when the kid is that he's young. young. Yeah. And also the kid is supposed to be kind of a weirdo. I mean, I think that's why Juso kind of like makes fun of him. Juso, who clearly it looks like an extra from the Lost Boys oh from the yes. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Invite me in, Piatari. <laughs> He's got that one feather earring, too. Oh, I know. I mean, again, maybe that's just, what, that's just the style. But yeah, he looked like an 80s bully. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. He Which he kind of, that's what he kind yeah. of played. So I, I don't know if, you know, you know, Piatari was is supposed to be this weird kind of kid. And, you know, he's got his stuffed animal, Vupe or Vupo. Yeah, yeah, Vupe. Yeah. Stay Vupe. Which I like that he's got him wrapped around his shotgun. I like that the kids carry around giant shotguns all the time. Well, I was having this conversation with somebody. Was it you? No, it might have been my wife. Um, where I was talking about, like, you know, you move out. Oh, no. I was talking to one of our managers because he was like, oh, I might be. He was talking about moving. Okay. And, and, like, and I was like, why don't you move out to Wyoming or move out to, like, out there? Because, you know, he loves hiking. And he was like, oh, I can't do that. I go, but well, you also have to learn how to shoot a rifle because oh, I was there for that conversation. Yeah, everyone yep. walks around with a rifle. I mean, and that's just that's the life. That's that's what you need to do, especially out in Finland. If they're worried about wolves coming in, it's like, heck, yeah, I walk around with a rifle. Yep. I, I just thought gray. it was funny. <laughs> but he's got Vupe tied to his shotgun to yeah. carry him. So I thought that was kind of funny. But, you know, he's he's definitely this weird kid, which I think he's supposed to play because I don't I think Jorma's kind of not Jorma. That's the actor's name. So I'm sorry again. Rauno, who's his father, is a little he's he's kind of like he doesn't he's not interested in the kid because he thinks the kid's maybe a little sure, weird like sure. don't go skating in that outfit and the kid's clearly not going skating he's like, for oh, Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know he's not going skating dude don't make excuses your kid's weird <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i don't know he's definitely got uh, doesn't have a lot of range but he's very well, he's, he's probably he's probably because in the short in the second short in 2005 he's got to be like seven or eight there so four years later, he's probably like 11, 10 yeah. or 11, 12, maybe. Yeah, no. Because Jorma, I, Juso looked like he was 15, 13, 14, 15. Juso's definitely a little older than yeah. uh, Piatari. I mean, I get that right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Did 
So with the elves, just go to the elves now. Uh, the old naked guys running around. <laughs> Tell me again why, because I don't know why. Okay. Why are they slaughtering the reindeer? Because I know you you said in your description that it was Santa, but it's like it's not. It's he's the frozen elves, in the ice. Yeah. So why are they slaughtering the? the I think they're them? I think they're eating to get just, their energy back. Because I think they've been okay for you know what what is it like four hundred and something years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been trapped under there, so now they're getting their energy back and they're eating. Um, because clearly they're not feeding Santa because he's in ice and frozen. Yeah. They've just got the kids in the bags for Santa, so to eat. I assume to eat or yeah. spank or do whatever. Spank. Does. Well, that's what they're afraid of. He's a, he's afraid they're if gonna they're bad. Spank him if they're bad. Yeah. yeah. But he also he they do mention that he eats kids too. True. Well, which so. I love the fact that like because you only see there's only three people you see the three main leads and then there's you don't see anybody else in the town. You oh, see, you see the you cop, see the, the sheriff, the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. But like kids are missing and like even that own guy's kids missing. Juso, his son is, is I guess the guy was Amo. 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 Yeah. Amo. Okay. Amo, yeah. It, like, he's probably somewhere else. It, no concern. No Don't concern be concerned that your kid's this missing. Creepy wooden statue in the place of him. Yeah, I found this in bed. Eh, he's fine. <laughs> there, I mean, and that's probably more a because we're talking about how before I said there was no women in this movie. This mm-hmm. all guys. The big cast is not big. That's probably a reflection of the fact that the budget's so low. Right. Yeah. Because if I mean one point eight million dollars euros or not, that a lot of that was probably probably went to the special effects. Absolutely. Yeah. And the renting of a helicopter doesn't cost nothing and then they then they did it the helicopter was a special effect as well when they on the countryside when they're showing all the old on the countryside yes, one yeah, yeah with the spotlight and then you've got the uh the explosions for the the mountaintop right you got the fake pig which that was or a real pig that probably was real which i'm sure a real pig costs a lot of money you got to pay the actors you i'm sure pay lodging i'm sure it was a slaughtered pig that they got probably I mean, yeah. this isn't i i don't know i don't know too much about the law in terms of I don't think you can purposely harm an animal for on, the filming of a movie. Right. But if you got one from a butcher shop, right? Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I was, and I, and I, I'm questioning. And he's chopping it up, and he's like, he's like doing his work, and I'm like, is that how you do it? I don't think. That's <laughs> okay. I was thinking that same thing. I like you are, and he's 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 bringing the blade to him. Yeah, which is definitely not how you're supposed to do self-taught butcher. I'm good <laughs> with that, but is that what we're doing here? Yeah, and then he puts the. He puts the the leg of the pig on top, and it's like all like shredded. I'm like, that can't be a good cut. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason we're poor, Peter. I'm not a very good butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jacoby, though, who plays um, Pietari's elf, is one. Oh, okay. Like, oh man, he is one gross, gross looking dude. Well, like, I think he's supposed to look gross. I know it works. Like the the and his uneven shoulders and all that. Like really just. He's an old Ooh. man, probably. That guy's, oh, yeah. I mean, but like, I, and I, they made all those old guys run around in the snow naked. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Listen, they, they, they live in Finland. They're used to the cold. They're real men. That's right. I couldn't do that. Nature. I mean, I don't know why I would want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I thought he was a really good um, elf. Like, he really sold like the creepy vibe. Right. Okay. And I, I do like the, the reversal. Like, you think that's Santa, and then the reversal is, oh, wait, it's not. I also like how the elf's eyes change as they see children. Like they flash that. Yellow, oh, I, I like, like that look. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, I liked um, the guy that, cause we haven't talked about the guy that, well, you did a little bit that he's digging up the, uh, he, the guy who, who's in charge of the dig. Right. Yep. I, well, I honestly didn't even write his name down. Per Christian Ellefson who plays, his name is Riley in the film. So he shows up at the end and he's just like, he goes and looks at the elf and he's like, this isn't Santa. It's like, well, don't 
you already know that that's not Santa? Because didn't you just put the package in the hangar that, and you've been waiting to transport Santa? So why why did you need you to take to go see the elf to see that it wasn't Santa? I don't think he put the elf Santa. I think he left and he left it up to okay. um, Brian Green, who's the most British American I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think... Uh, I think he left it up to the crew to get like after he gave that big speech at the beginning of the film, I think he leaves and he wants that Santa Claus brought to him. So I think he's that's why he's like, where's the cargo? Where's the cargo? Clearly from even from the camera angle, you can see the guy in the cage behind him. So he like that's when they bring him out to him. He's well, like, you know, yeah. it's funny. Well, they, still interested I thought in that, elf. too. I thought that, too. Let um, I'm like, can he see him? Can but yeah. then <laughs> when they cut to the shot behind him and you had the lights from the truck, you couldn't see it. You couldn't make it up. So I was like, all right, well, lights. maybe maybe that's why. I do like how the the twenty four on the advent calendar that um, Piazzari has matches the twenty four on the uh, cargo hanger. That Santa was is. nice. Yeah, was what cool. does he say? He's like, I have to open that, or he he says something like, uh, know, "The last." He says like the last, the last door. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought that was good too. The one thing I because I'm I'm looking it up as we talk. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out because he they make references now. Of course, Finland borders Russia, and they make references to like you know. Russia, Russia, oh, well, Ru- Russia a couple times. Yeah. Well, no, no, but he also talks about in the beginning about how the Russian wolves came through the fence. Right. Is that mountain supposed to be in Russia? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I was behind wondering. Behind the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that that might not be the border to Russia. Obviously, that's not going to be the border to Russia. Like it's going to have a bigger fence. That's but true. maybe that's as close as you can get to Russia. Um, but that fence is kind of keeping the wolves in. I don't maybe, know. maybe. Okay. All right. Cause I, I, I had that in the, note at the beginning, like, cause he was like, Oh, Russian wolves have gone in. They've, they slaughtered all our reindeer. Then I'm like, wait a minute. So is the mountain in Russia? Okay. That was, that was, that was, that was the one thing that kind of was like, you know, interesting. Yeah. So why don't we talk about what their plan is for the, uh, elves that they, they capture. Is that really going to work? <laughs> I thought it was great. At first when they're all in the pen and they're all looking at them, my first thought was, they're going to eat them. Oh, don't eat them. Don't eat them. Don't <laughs> sell their meat. No, 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 no. <laughs> but then I, I actually kind of liked it because then you get the training scene and I hadn't seen the shorts yet. So I didn't know where it was uh, like headed. And then when they take them and they've got, you know, they go down the line and they're petting it and like some of them are eating the dolls. Yeah. Some of them are trying to open the package and like, hit them. That's not for you. <laughs> and then the one that succeeds, he like uh, the, the father nods to and they put a Santa hat on him. I was like, ah, all right. But then they're sending them to wherever they send them. And, and this Santa is supposed to just go be Santa. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Yeah. They're, he's just supposed to stand around and be Santa. He's a mall Santa. Yeah. And not give any gifts out. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know why I'm questioning he's that. He's just supposed to, I think, accept like people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 He's just supposed to be that kind of like mall Santa. Like, yeah. Yes, okay. Well, and like they're going to charge 85,000 each. It's like, well, just round up. 100,000. 100, <laughs> <laughs> they only want 85,000 plus it. the 22% vet. Yeah, what? Which was what? I was gonna ask you. What it I have was. no idea. That's why I brought it up. I have no idea. <laughs> Tax. I think it's got something to do with hunting, but I'm not positive. In fact, I will look it up. Since no, you didn't uh, know. I, bad, I hope you would know. Value added tax is a consumption tax placed on a product whenever value is added at each stage of the supply chain from production to the point of sale. The amount of VAT that the user pays is on the cost of the product, less any of the cost of materials used in the product that have already been taxed. Welcome to Forgotten Tax Code. <laughs> uh, now I've got my tax expert here who's going <laughs> to. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna be confident enough to tell you that I do not know a lot about the tax law. Yeah. So yeah. So I I'm, I'm gonna be confident enough to tell you that uh, I still don't know what vet is. I know I you d- just told I me. I just said and it. I still have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's like a goods and services tax. So basically, it's a tax that it's a, it it's incrementally assessed. So it's not just one time it's taxed. It's taxed. It's a tax based upon each stage of production. So, so you're from always getting that twenty. Like I said, the supply. No, 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 no. It's right. it's a it's like it's it increases. So yeah, yes, yes. So it's from the supply chain to production to point of sale. So all that tax, the twenty percent. So it might include six percent here, eleven percent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. It's all As just it goes include, down. Right, right. He's probably in the movie. He keeps saying twenty two percent. Twenty two percent. That's probably based upon whatever the finished tax code is when you want to ship outside of to somebody else, to Finland, to outside. You know the the how much it's going to cost to send it, the tax on sending it to Zanzibar, how much the tax in Zanzibar is for somebody to buy it, that right. kind of thing. Well, that makes sense. Twenty two percent's a lot, but when you're sending a full reindeer to uh, the United States, I'm sure that costs a lot. You think they're what do you mean? They're their initial plan. Their initial plan when they sell the reindeer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so the petting zoos. Yes. The petting zoos. Okay. So. I think maybe a good, I guess a good note, or maybe not a good, I don't want to say complaint, would be if this movie was a little bit longer, Yes, then you can have an explanation of what, how, the, how they do all that in the beginning. Just kind of, but I guess it's supposed to be kind of a reveal that they send these Santa Clauses or these Father Christmases in a big wooden crate box. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be, I think you're supposed to get the idea of, well, yeah, they're going to eat them. That might be what that maybe, might be what they were wanting, maybe, but, but so their main job is to is exporting reindeer. I think so. I okay. think I don't think they're necessarily hunters so much as as as, as herders. But then sometimes they eat reindeer. If we're going to talk about this guy being a butcher, I would imagine so. It okay. looked like they live quite far away from, you know, any kind of actual city or town. So yeah, okay. So that's it's not really like that's not their main. They, right, they do it to right, survive, right. but they sell the reindeer. They're in the country, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I can see that. I mean, I guess that that makes sense. It all checks. Here's what doesn't check. <laughs> the house does not have a bathroom. Pitari's house has no bathroom. I have to pee. He there is no outhouse. He pees on the on the garage. Where are they pooping, man? I don't I don't like that. That's I don't like that. <laughs> it might be an excuse to get him outside, maybe, maybe but he was I just don't being know. lazy. Maybe he was being lazy. <laughs> I'm gonna go just in the snow. You got number one, number two, number one outside. <laughs> I might just be be lazy. Maybe, maybe, maybe like we missed the scene where the dad comes down. He's just like, "What? What are you doing? <laughs> Go to the bathroom, you weirdo." I like when the dad puts the fire and the bear trap goes off, oh, yeah. and he's just like, "What? What the hell? <laughs> oh, you're grounded now." <laughs> Eat a lot of gingerbread in this film. Well, I think that's because the gingerbread attracts or dis- distracts the, yeah, the, elves. The, the elves at the end when he's eating and he's throwing it. It made me want gingerbread. Really? Man, gingerbread, I can, I can, I can take it or leave it. It's okay. I like gingerbread. I, I can't eat it. as much as they did. I, like, I don't think anyone can. I think you can get I like gingerbread that that's much. iced. I like gingerbread that has icing on it. Yes. I, I like a little decoration because I need something to go with the gingerbread taste. You spoiled American. <laughs> Excuse me. Listen, Just I, like I, mom used I've to make. Already said that I would not be able to handle the old west. I'm pretty confident I would not be able to handle the countryside <laughs> of Finland with gray wolves or whatever Russian wolves after me. They're Russian wolves, man. I'm just remembering the gray with Liam Neeson when he's when he's putting the. Yeah, you better put some nips on your fingers. When he's when he's well, yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I would do. I always like to think that he survived that, but I know he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about rare exports. 
do you think that uh, let's I think it's forgotten for a variety of reasons. One being that it's a foreign language movie. I don't think people think about it over here. I think that and whether whether we what we are nitpicking about it or what we mean you don't like about it. I I really think people should watch this movie and should watch a lot of foreign language films. On Absolutely. That because we're not the only people that make good movies over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are tons, tons of good films that we don't see and they're basically bought by studios and then just like made terrible. And then you think that like, I, what's the movie? What's the name of the movie? The vampire movie. Cause that was another one I, I watched over here. Oh, let the right one in. That's the original title. That's the first one, right? That's the original title. What's the, what's the remake called? Let, let me in. Let me in. I think. Yes. Okay. I didn't watch let me in because I, I liked the original so much. And I was like, why? I don't, don't, I don't need, I don't need a remake. The original uh, is amazing. Yes. It's really, really, really when, good. When she kills all the kids in the pool. Oh my God. That's great. The, the bullies, they're bullies everywhere. Yeah. Not just kids, they're bullies, but it's like, yeah. Oh, I was, I don't need, I mean, I, un, I, I definitely understand why you remake something because people don't, because how many times people come into the theater and they're like, and you're like, oh, that movie has subtitles. Well, I don't like to read. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, that doesn't. All right. Enjoy, you know, whatever. Enjoy Hobbs and Shaw Eight. You know, whatever, whatever. Listen, I, I, we were also kind of complaining about the subtitles at the beginning. We were complaining. <laughs> it was just difficult. I wasn't complaining about the fact that I had to read subtitles. It's a little annoying, but like, you get it was watch, just watch difficult. Movie, yes. I was just saying there was a challenge and an obstacle. That's not a complaint. It's a challenge <laughs> to actually sit down and look, type notes out, and then and keep looking up. Yeah. That's all. I'm not complaining. I'm good. I don't like watching dub stuff. I'm okay watching dub stuff. No, I mean, if that uh, if that's that can get you to watch a foreign film. Well, let me ask you this. Then that's okay. You being the actor. Yes, it tinges the actor. Other well, this is what I'm saying, yes. isn't it? Don't you think it's a little disrespectful for you to watch an actor uh, up up performing in his native language, but but emoting, but you're getting the voice of some dude in a studio who's just who has to kind of mimic the the emotion as an actor, which is you. <laughs> if, if, if it was me in this point, I'd be okay with it because they're watching me. They're, there's somebody in a different country is now watching my performance, and it's my performance that should be ga- that what they're gauging. I mean, yes, the person talking gets some of that, but it's my eyes, it's my body language, it's it's my face, it's it's all of that. That's what really drives the performance. the The vocalization of the line is just part of a, of a larger scale. So yes, one part's taken away, but they maybe wouldn't watch it otherwise. You wouldn't have a problem if that dub voice was terrible. Listen, I'm American, so I speak in English, so most movies would just well, have so then, then right there, you have a bias. I do have a little bit of a bias because I would, don't know if I'd be dubbed. But if I was dubbed, I'd be all right with it. And if it was something I could speak, like let's say it was Spanish, I think I could read Spanish well enough that I would be pretty interested to say, which I know some, even some big time actors go, I want to do this version of it. And I'll do this version because sure. I, can, I can read that well enough to be able to reperform my lines. I don't know. I, th- I I would think that I, I prefer watching it in the original language, any kind of movie, not just rare exports, any kind of movie, just because not that I'm like, it's disrespectful. I know I said disrespectful. <laughs> That's not how I feel. I'm just saying I, I want to see how it was performed originally. I don't want to see somebody that has no connection to the movie whatsoever right. dubbing a voiceover. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I do think people should watch more foreign films because there are some very good ones. Absolutely. So. I mean, I would say I would suggest that if you haven't seen Rare Exports or maybe you saw it to listen to us to definitely check it out. But I would also suggest you check out Troll Hunter. What was the other one we, we mentioned? I, uh, well, let the, the right let, one let in. The right one in. You should absolutely watch Let the Right One In. Yeah, Especially if you, if you haven't it. already seen Let Me In. Yeah. You should see Let the Right One In. Um, 
the original girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, the first um, one, not the yeah. face. Yep, is yep. very good. Yep. I mean, I like the Fincher version too. So, oh, I love the Fincher. Fincher is great. That's a fantastic no, version. but the, but the the first one is is good. They yeah. all they both have you know they're both worth watching. Absolutely. But yeah, absolutely, they're really good. If you haven't, obviously, if you haven't seen a Kurosawa film. Um, well, you should, especially if you love film, you absolutely should watch those. If you like Quentin Tarantino, if you like to Kill Bill, you should. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. If you like Star Wars, you should. True. That is big time. What inspired Star Wars? Star Wars in there. That's great. I'm just glad we did a movie that didn't have a Star Trek actor in it. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I uh, it's uh, I know we're I think we're a week away from the holiday. Yes. So I think this is a good holiday movie. What I what I like is uh oh. Where we're watching this, where when I watched it, so we record way in advance, guys. So this was I watched this Halloween night. Be prepared. So it was a nice transfer from Halloween into Christmas to go to this like kind of horror tinged dark comedy into uh, into rare exports. Another thing I noticed was I think Krampus might have been somewhat influenced by uh, rare exports. A little In bit. what way? Just I don't know. Just the tone, especially at the beginning when you're going through the books and the. Um, that little montage just kind of reminded me. It just gave me a little bit of a Krampus feel. I was actually reminded of Rain of Fire because oh, my yeah, big thing in Rain of Fire was that it explains the credits are an explanation of what's happened since the beginning of the movie. Right. What led you up to here? To, the, to where we are, where we start. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I like that. But and then this one, I'm, I'm kind of this. It's not as much explanation. It's just him researching. Right. But it does go from when the first day of December to the 24th right because because and that yeah because the whole three or four weeks he's been reading about santa right and we get to kind of read along with him i kind of like that because it doesn't you don't get the whole history of everybody but you get the rules of santa claus pretty clearly and you don't even need to i mean just by the pictures you don't even really need to read the text which like you said in rain of fire some of the text goes so fast you can't read it true for the articles i mean this is mostly just all right he's boiling kids eating them he's doing this he actually looks like that all that kind of stuff I have one more note and then we'll move on. Okay. And and any movie and there's a man that's laying on the on a slab or a man's person's laying down and it the person's whispering for the love of God stop leaning in so close that the guy can bite your ear. <laughs> I'm, I've seen it countless times. Please, they're whispering for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more question for you. Okay. Do you think this movie word would have worked better if it were done as the shorts were in documentary in a documentary kind with of with the format? voiceover? With the voiceover. For for an hour and a half of voiceover, I uh, Oh, you mean like it would just kind of like it would blend like it had to blend it, interviews. It would have yeah, it would have to blend in, yeah. Nah, I this is fine. Okay. Uh, the movies uh, I would I prefer this than what that could be cuz that to me that's more of a short form. Yeah, that I could I could take maybe like a half hour show of that, mm-hmm. like maybe like a six part series. So that I could take that in small bites. I wouldn't be able to take a whole movie like that. I don't disagree. I was just curious yeah. what you would think about yeah, that. Yeah, the shorts are very well done. I don't mind a bookend. I don't mind maybe in the beginning you have the guy talking and like here's our story, and then at the end he wraps it up with a like a little you know this is the year. Yeah, kind of yeah, that. I don't mind that. Right. But um, not the whole the whole time. No, I wouldn't have been able to been. I wouldn't be okay with that. I would be interested in more shorts showing more. Uh, more yeah, mess they, ups at the writer exports incorporated. Yeah, I think, think uh, I don't know. Maybe they just kind of like that was all they had. But yeah, no, I think they could have. 
I definitely think they could have done more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they obviously put a lot of money behind the shorts because the shorts are well done. The shorts are very well done. So you've yeah. got, and you've got talent back there. So you've got a lot of people that I'm sure they're paying and I'm sure they've got a lot, they, you know, they had a benefactor or whatever, but yeah. yeah. So they had, they had a, there was obviously money behind the shorts, which is always good to see, you know, I mean, I, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I liked this film. I was glad I watched it. It was very interesting. It was very different look at and it's really interesting another thing about foreign films it's really interesting how some of their sensibilities in terms of humor in terms of uh, values and stuff like that how it's it's good to see how non-americans view the world in general oh yeah and and they hate us (laughs) i like how the guy who's trying to translate the american he doesn't really speak english very well i think that's on purpose, but right i like that yeah no yeah it's we're all trying to make a living I yeah. think that's just, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that's the, we're, we're, we're more, even though I don't want to get philosophical, forget it. Yeah. We're, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Hey man, let me talk about us people, human beings. <laughs> people all over the world. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So check it out. Uh, it's forgotten because I think because it's foreign language, I think nobody heard of it. Uh, you uh, open on one screen. You didn't, you know, you only heard about it. Some strange kid was yelling at you about <laughs> Pretty it. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, so this is for you, strange British British kid. I hope you got to watch rare exports in a theater at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so join us next week when we will. It'll be the holiday season. It is when does this come on? The Wednesday? Will it be Christmas? It will be Christmas. It's Christmas Day. I am almost positive. Well, while Mister Butler checks that, I will say if you are going to be opening gifts on the holiday, Christmas, it is coming out on Christmas. Christmas Day. Feel free to not to listen to us. Not not your not Christmas carols. Not any Yuletide cheer. Put us on. Listen to some forgotten cinema. Listen to some. Listen to an episode of Forgotten Cinema. We're going to talk about Nicolas Cage and The Family Man. Uh, that that's going to be for you that holiday season. So if you celebrate Christmas and you're opening presents and you have your eggnog with you and your gingerbread like in Rare Exports that we just did right now, uh, you know. Listen to us. We'll be talking. We'll we'll try to keep we'll try to keep it family friendly. I can't promise that, but we'll try to keep it family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for uh, the the family man. Uh, as always, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler, and this has been Forgotten Cinema. Sleeping.